Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I think I slightly prematurely jumped the gun there. I think we had 15 seconds before 10.30. How are we all? Um, I really wasn't going to do this. I feel absolutely ghastly. But um, I, you know what? Let's have a chat. Let's have a natter. Uh, I was going to do a wine o'clock, but not around later, so it can't do a wine o'clock. So I thought, no, let's do this, because you ain't getting the curly cooks tomorrow. I know, they've shot their show earlier this week. You've had your curly cooks moment. You've had your curlies. They've had got you by, got you by the short and curlies. We should do a little spin-off, shouldn't we? Rather than, like, sh you know, shorts, short films. should be called the curly shorts, or short, short and curlies. Let's call them the short and curlies. I'm toying, I'm toying. Look, I'll tell you what I'm toying with, right, guys? I really want to... I don't swear. I really want to annoy them. And I want to have a... Here's one I prepared earlier. Um, not to make it on the show, but I want to make a really nice, sophisticated cake or something without them knowing, and then just plop it in front of them. What do you reckon? Shall I try and show them? Do you remember in the members area, I used to do... Is it mark? On your marks, get set cook or something like that i'm thinking they're doing something similar i'm thinking of turning my hand to some pastry i think it would be good fun good morning everyone if you're listening on on um podcast on a sort of phone if you're driving on a train or whatever all the people lovely people i'm talking to are on our live feed on youtube russ hannah jew claire smiley gabrielle claire cummins lorna stewart hasbana habida my blind chi alfie um, do it, Mark. You can cook it. Um, hi, Reese, hi. Hope you're feeling better. Got some turmeric and ginger. You know what? Straight off the back of you, I got some turmeric and ginger down me, and uh, Nadia uh, basically tied me to a chair and told me to shut up. Caught the creator last night. Mm, might be seeing that this weekend. Who knows? Um, yeah, there's a couple of interesting films out there out this weekend. Uh, and a review of Past Lives will be landing between me and Nanny Dai. Nanny Dai will be joining us at some point over the weekend. Thank you for sending all your love. And there will be some kind of a members live happening over the weekend for all you members. Um, and there is a pre-recorded No Name Sunday show and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so I just thought I'd touch base with you now because you picked me up and hopefully I won't send you down. Um, Denise Drummond Mulvaney, how are you? Now, we've got a few stories today. I want to, obviously, we are in Croydon. And so, you know, it's weird. I'm, I've just driven literally down um, the road uh, that, the, well, there's no fine, there's no simple way of saying this. It's, it's the road, uh, the, the, this end of the road on which, sadly, tragically, the awful stabbing happened uh, yesterday. Um, well, the, no, it was yesterday, it was the day before. Um, it's just hideous. It's just awful. I know that some of the kids in the schools around here, other schools that the uh, victim, uh, you know, uh, didn't necessarily go to, but other kids that know the victim are all of them in a, in a terrible, terrible place. Eliane Andam is the name of the poor girl uh, who, sorry, I just wondered, uh, Eliane Andam is the name of the girl who was tragically killed. And obviously we were talking yesterday about the fact that it appears to be um, you know, uh, she kind of got caught in the crossfire of dealing with this chap, the 17 year old who's been arrested. Uh, they have been charged now. Um, and she was trying to get in between, in a sense, him and his ex. Um, and it was really interesting talking to, um, well, talking to one of my daughters, uh, this morning, um, on the way to college. And she was saying that she and her friends are struck by obviously the awfulness of what's happened, 
the implications of it, what it means, you know, it's just ghastly, everything we were talking about yesterday. But she said the thing that has really chilled young girls and women, it's like she said, she said, we were talking about it at school. This guy set off with a love letter, a bunch of flowers and a machete. And when you think about those three things that you've, you, you decide to take with the implications of deciding to choose or use each one of those and what they extend to, there's the trauma and there's the sadness necessarily of what's happened to this poor, poor girl and her family and friends. And then something incomprehensibly traumatic has also happened in the the guy who's done this, you know, we talked yesterday, you know, this is the consequence. This, these actions are the consequences of toxic masculinity. We, we, you know, we were trying to illustrate yesterday that this, yes, of course, not everyone goes to the length of a machete, but the worry is, is that how many young men are getting to the point where it's a rational choice, if not a machete, to adopt an aggressive attitude to women versus this kind of chillingly romantic aspect. When I saw the headline, you know, forensics officers uh, have found a love letter at the scene of the crime on the road outside the bus. You just, you know, something deeply, deeply screwed up has happened here. And 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 for Kiki, she said, you know, there was an interesting post. Uh, she said, is it um, that Instagram account which was uh, sort of got the name of it, which came about out of the Sarah Everard case, where they said, um, men are willing to kill because they're worried about yeah, men, men are worried about women laughing at them. So you know, this behavior toxic masculinity is, is happening because men are worried everyone's invited. Thank you very much, Sean Tucker. Um, men are worried about women laughing at them, whilst women are worried about men killing them. There's also uh, a vigil and there's also uh, many members of the local community uh, are out actually down the road. And they are also very specifically, because although it's not just Croydon, obviously this has happened in Croydon. I mean, the tragedy of the, you know, the, the situation in Croydon is so bad. 3.30 a.m. this morning, a man was knifed at 3.30 a.m. this morning um, on College Road, Croydon. Uh, a man in his 30s. They're not said to be life-threatening, but they're li they, they are said to be life-changing. Um, <sighs> public transport, man. I mean, you know, someone, I, I, heard, I heard someone on the radio yesterday saying, why is, you know, Sadiq Khan is pushing ahead with the ULEs and all this kind of stuff. He needs to be thinking more about making the buses safe. You can make things so safe, but how much farther, how... You know, what can we do to make it totally safe? Do you have do you have metal detectors on buses? Reese Roberts, Fiona Bruce led a question time and the Tory MP was blaming Sadiq. But Fiona reminded him that the Tories have been in power for 13 years with little improvement. And I've got it's quite quite astonishing how the Tories okay, just as it's going off on a sidebar. Um Rishi Sunak is clearly gonna try and win the election by saying he's gonna fix all our potholes. He's, what they're doing is they can't win the big questions, so they're going to go for the small ones. Things like private schools, things like, um, you know, it's not small net zero, but, you know, appeal to the car driver, uh, 20 mile an hour limit areas, um, pot, potholes. Bear with me one second. 
sorry, just go away. Come here, I'll come up and check out some <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, he's talking about potholes and solving them as if, as if they haven't been in charge for this amount of time. What's going on? I've never known anyone be able to say, I mean, talk about gaslighting. Talk about gaslighting. Oh, well, you know, of course, this is all Sadiq Khan's fault. But you do wonder where priorities need to be, you know, be placed. Where should the priorities be? Ulez making buses. Buses are so unsafe. You know, I think I've talked before. I got a bus on a Saturday morning. Uh, I mean, this, this happened quite a while ago, but one more Saturday morning, I got a bus into town. And, and this was 10 a.m. And by the time we'd got to the end of the road, the bus had had to stop. We, uh, a guy had... Uh, um, flashed himself at a woman we'd all leapt up we screamed at the bus driver to open the doors he wouldn't open the doors for some reason uh open the doors and the guy got off and the guy was clearly off his head and he just started wandering around somewhere you know it's dangerous when you get into these kind of like well don't do let's do this do, do, you know there is a distinct sense in huge huge areas of of certainly london and, and i know for you guys in lots of other cities you know where the sense the sense of safety just is non-existent but as as my daughter said it's the strange collection of love note, machete, and um, flowers. In some strange, dark, twisted fashion, it feels like within those three items, there is a tragic portrait of the romantic aspirations of a young man, twisted by the toxic masculinity of what? Family life, cultural life, social life, potato heads. It, for me, and you know, kid, you know, it's interesting, you know, she said her and her friends are all talking about this. That, that's the thing they can't shake. Obviously they, all their thoughts are, are with the family, but that strange three items is chilling. Chilling, absolutely chilling. And, when I say heartbreaking, heartbreaking in its implications. Really, uh, you know, it's, uh, and it's funny, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't, it, it, it so often feels insurmountable. Uh, Joni, especially being a parent to a high adult, the worry is 24-7, absolutely. And a parent to sons, you know, I mean, obviously, don't forget, unfortunately, the stories that keep popping through it, it are of, of murder, violence and aggression, toxic masculinity towards women. Men are also, you know, boys are on the receiving end of or at the epicenter of toxic masculinity between themselves. So it's not just women who are victims. It's more often than not, though, not always. I know there's always and more often than not, though, not always. Uh, women are unfortunately the, the, the subject of, of sexual assault and crime. But... Um, yeah, I mean, a huge number of knifings and deaths that happen in London are, are young men. Morning, Jill Taylor. Quiet sub. Good morning. Lots of love. Um, so, yeah, again, so all of our heart goes out to this family, uh, uh, her friends, the schools, the local community. And, you know, whilst there's a very much a feeling in Croydon that this is a Croydon problem, this is, this is you know, it takes, it takes events like this, doesn't it, sometimes, to perhaps and perchance, you know, facilitate some kind of change. Um, 
Chris Bibby, Sadiq Khan needs to come out from hiding, only visible at election time. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, so that's that's the continuation. As I say, though, the seventeen-year-old has been charged. They have they have got him. Um, Lawrence Fox. Let's talk about Lawrence Fox. Um, we talked about this story yesterday. We did draw a connection between the two. Um, obviously, one did not literally lead to the other. And before anyone gets sort of clever enough to sort of say, well, what are you saying? Is that no, 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 no. Culturally, culturally, energetically, spiritually, the sense, the feeling of these derogatory attitudes and the sanctioning of derogatory statements about women towards women, whether it happened by whether it happens by a really, really, really posh toff in the forms of Lawrence Fox, or it whittles down to a machete attack on a bus. Um, they they come from that same area of the Venn diagram, um, you know. So now what's interesting about this story is Lawrence Fox has apologised. I was surprised by this, especially because if you go onto his X feed or Twitter feed, he was doubling down on his original right to say what he wanted to say. And I know we respect the fact that there are a number of people here who feel he had every right to say that. On that note, I do want to read out a comment by MeTube uh, on yesterday's, one of our followers, on yesterday's... Um, Coffee morning. I just this just stuck out on my handset. Um, meet you, and this is this goes to the heart of the matter. I think absolute free speech is dangerous, and that's a really important thing to say. It's just absolute free speech is dangerous. All freedoms come with responsibilities. They must come with responsibilities, and most societies want responsible freedoms, not anarchy. And what Lawrence Fox was suggesting in his doubling down on his right to say what he wanted to say was precisely that, that he wanted to justify the anarchic ability to say whatever he wanted. Now, we said yesterday as well, you know, lots of people, it's, it's curious, when people want to back a position that the vast majority of people think is perhaps wrong, it seems that some people want to automatically think that because the vast majority of people feel something about that, it's got to be some kind of, uh, you know, conspiracy theory to silence everyone and to control us and all that kind of stuff. GB News themselves said it was too much. Um, Dan Wooten was suspended. Dan Wooten has since been fired from the Daily Mail from his article in the Daily Mail. I mean, I think things are getting a bit a bit toasty and tight and a bit worrisome around, around his toes. But again, Lawrence Fox, I don't think Dan Witten has been fired yet from GB News, but they are doing an inquiry, they are investigating, and GB News have come out and said it was too much. So I want to ask you this question. Given that Lawrence Fox was doubling down on his, um, on his right to say that Ava Evans wasn't shaggable, and I know an awful lot of people... And, you know, so many people have been posting about the fact that she herself had said similar things about other people on her Twitter feed. I think if you can say that and draw an equivalence, then you're forgetting that there is kind of male privilege, uh, essentially, and that the power dynamic between a man saying something and a woman saying something is entirely different. Um, I think, you know, uh, why do you think Lawrence Fox has apologised? Why do you think, precisely, Steph Schultz, two wrongs don't make a right. Otherwise, you get lawlessness, don't you? It's the difference between having an opinion to hate speech. Gabrielle. Um, uh, Tom Knowles, I may, I may not be popular for saying this, but we need to understand why these toxic males are so appealing to young boys. Tom Knowles, I entirely agree. I think the worst thing we could do 
is completely marginalized the reasons behind it. There, there's a fine line be- between understanding and then giving space and oxygen for those opinions to express themselves and influence. And I think that's the, that's the really tricky bit. It's like, you're absolutely right. It, it's pointless just saying, you know, it's like, it's pointless saying this area of London has lots of knife crime by this sector of society. You'll be saying that again in another 10 years, unless you home in and do something. Right. But I want to get to the heart of this. Steph Schultz says, could it be his agent or his high profile family? Funnily enough, when I was over there, before Najid asked me about the Romans, um, I I said to her, I saw the news come through that he'd apologised, and I said, I reckon the Foxes, he comes from a sort of huge acting dynasty. I wondered whether the Foxes had said, look, mate, this has gone a step too far. I didn't realise he had kids with Billy Piper. Maybe even Billy Piper, the actress, stepped in and said, mate, this is a step too far. The collateral damage to everyone who is even associated with you is too much. Or, or could it be that Ava Evans says, as we predicted yesterday, that she ended up getting such threatening death threats as a consequence of Lawrence Fox's posts, um, that actually there was a moment in even Lawrence Fox's head, but maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was a moment in his agent's head that said, if something awful happens to Ava Evans as a consequence of this, it will potentially be directly attributable to what essentially could be described, potentially, potentially, not saying it is, uh, hate speech of some form. See what I mean? So it's really hard, isn't it? When someone's doubled down on their position so quickly and readily afterwards, and then they suddenly apologise, you can't help but feel, I don't think it is about his job. I don't think he cares about that. I don't think he cares about GB News. I think it was more to do with protecting himself legally. What do you think, guys? Uh, Joni, his poor family that it will have a ripple effect on. Absolutely, his kids. Um, let's pop you up there. Uh, Rachel Hardman, I find it scary that it's becoming mainstream and okay to state these opinions. It worries me for the rest of us. I think it personally, it's a, it's a really encouraging sign that um, GB News's boss has himself said, this is, yeah, okay, you know, he, 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 he sails close to the wind, but this was too close to the wind. Um, uh, he said this was way, the head of GB News said this was way past the limits of acceptance, and that's the difference. We are about free speech. This is GB News, but it's about being done in a respectful and proper way. And that was not the way that that conversation played out. He added that its investigation was looking very closely at the production process that went into the programme. So does anyone believe he might have had a moment of, hmm, maybe I've overstepped the mark here? Or is he just kind of like looking after himself? Uh, Grace Ann Martin, let's have a look. He has only apologized to save himself. He still thinks like that, and that won't change. Simple fact. I think I'm I think I'm inclined to agree. Um, so glad to see Dango. I've never known anyone to hate women so much. He has real issues. A lot of people feeling that. Um, uh, sorry, did you? Uh, Laura Lou, there's an influential age bracket of boys who will be influenced by these kinds of comments. And that's scary. Absolutely. It's that funny thing as well when people, you know, there could be the suggestion. So Lawrence Fox says what he says. The same day, Ava Evans gets uh, in her inbox an absolute deluge of offensive content. And everyone's sending the offensive content. And the guy who said the thing originally that led to the offensive content will do everything in their powers to say there's no connection whatsoever. 
we, we've had experience with this. Someone will say something fucking stupid and then there's a huge rush of trolling and, and hysteria and nastiness. And they literally want to seriously say there's no connection. Well, why has it happened on the same day that you said it, you fucking twat? Why has you saying this about someone in a public forum led to death threats on the same day? I think it's quite easy, isn't it, to kind of draw a connection? Um, yeah, anyway. Okay, well, that, I mean, so, you know, so Lawrence Fox has apologized, but I'm, I don't think anyone's kind of buying it. Now, this story, I want to show you some photos. Look, has anyone seen this story this morning? This is about um, a sycamore tree. This beautiful sycamore tree that appeared in the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves film. Is it the Sycamore Gap tree? Um, beautiful images that um, are on the uh, Guardian website here. Um, uh, look at these, aren't they beautiful? Yeah. So, of course, these absolutely stunning, stunning, beautiful photos of this fabulous, fabulous tree. Been there for 300 years. Um, you know, seen history. It sits on Hadrian's Wall. Uh, look at that. Stunning. Beautiful story, before I move on. Beautiful story I just caught on the end of LBC, LBC of someone rang in and said that his father was a prisoner of war for four years uh, during World War II. Came from the area. Um, and from the age of 15, 16 to 19 or something, he was sort of passed from concentration camp to prison to here, there and everywhere. When, when the war was over and he returned home, he said, apparently this, this guy's father said, the only thing that kept me going was the thought of being able to walk Hadrian's Wall and see the sycamore tree. Uh, and you can see why it's, it's so beautiful. Um, and this has happened. Someone's gonna chopped it down. Someone has chopped it down. Now, obviously, this is a an act of violence not equivalent in any way, shape, or form to a human act of violence. But culturally, there's something about this that's really shocking. How does this make you feel? How to create a holly? I think you've got a good, good grab on it there. This sums up everything about the disrespect for anything these days. Yeah, look at this. So this tree was felled. Felled. Oh, there's Michael Gamble. Um, look at that. I mean, I still can't quite as much as one. You know, when I sit the awfulness of the crime in Croydon and those three items that that boy went out with, and then you, you look at this and you think, what is going? There has to be a profoundly unwell disconnect between head, heart and action. So a boy of 16 has been arrested. A boy of 16 has been arrested for the destruction of what's being described by locals, a majestic and ancient tree, which it is. Uh, it's next to Hadrian's Wall in Northumberland, been there for 300 years, featured, as I said, in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, voted English Tree of the Year in 2016. Um, it's an irreplaceable loss, says Chris Packham and the Woodland Trust. What does this say? Steph, please don't say what you're saying, which is, I'll pop it up on the screen, a TikTok prank. Laura Luke, sorry, I just wondering what that sound was. Laura Luke, a 16 year old boy did it. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's been arrested, been arrested. Just awful. Let's just go back to, 
apparently there were lots of other ones around it and over the years they they came down and so then you had this incredible sort of landmark a TikTok prank so what do you think they should do to remember it of course there's talk about recreating a sort of sculpture a bronze indestructible sculpture sculpture i think a crowdfunding uh, account has already been started or do we do they make benches out of it? The, the, what motive would there be, says Joni? This is the problem. It has to be a prank. I mean, some are suggesting there's some kind of political comment in the way that it was cut and the fact that it lands on either the English or the Scottish side. I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't even think anyone who wants Scottish independence would want to do something like this, would they? Um Claire Scott, nothing, nothing can replace it. It's gone. It's gone. It's just two, two very different and incredibly unrelated in terms of the severity of what's happened, but in two different fields, just awful kind of a sort of, there's a barbarism at work, isn't there? Don't you think? Don't you think there's a barbarism? I've talked about it before. So barbarism around where people just want to go either online and pull people down. People want to have a go and want to chop things down. People don't like beauty. People are jealous of things. If they're, if something's working out for someone, people don't want other people to be happy. It's just always wrong with people. That's a good point, creator. Look, leave the stump to regrow and sculpt the tree remains so we can be reminded of this tragedy forever. Reese Roberts, it is, it's barbarism. Barbarism. I think, you know, when they talk about like, you know, like they, they say sort of Elizabethan times and um, um, Elizabeth, you know, you have you have eras, don't you? I think we're going to these are going to be called the neo-barbarist era. They're saying that a coppice may grow from the healthy trunk and roots still left. This is what was said last night. Let's Anne-Marie Lucker. That gives us hope. That could be a lovely thing. Let's get let's get Nanny Dye up there doing a load of cuttings, chopping them off and shoving them in the in the ground. Um, the tree stump is not damaged. They're hoping it can grow again. Yeah. So there you go. That, that was just horrible. Now, of course, Michael Gambon um, uh, tragically died. Uh, it was reported yesterday, 82 years of age. Um, you, most people will know Michael Gambon uh, for being, obviously, uh, Dumbledore in um, Harry Potter. Let's find a photo of him. There he is. Um, but he's obviously an incredibly highly respected theatrical actor. I saw him play Falstaff at the National many years ago. He was brilliant. Um, there he is. That's him as Falstaff at the Olivia Theatre. Um, he was in The Singing Detective, a uh, fabulous series in the 80s. I mean, fabulous because I remember not not entirely getting it because it was the 80s. And I was like, what the fuck is this all about, Dennis Potter? But I remember that it made people like Mary Whitehouse really angry. And I just remember thinking, that's got to be good. I knew it had, it had a bit of sex in there. That was a bit exciting. Um, so, you know, um, I think that's him. Oh, and of course, he was in The Cook, The Thief. To anyone, The Cook, The Thief, his wife and her lover, uh, in which he was a cannibal. He ate people. I mean, that's a brilliant film, a brilliant film, directed by Peter Greenaway. There he is with uh, Marlon Brando at the bottom. There he is in The Singing Detective. Uh, I'm not too sure. May, May Gray as well, wasn't he? He was a sort of detective, May Gray. There is a Dumbledore. He was also obviously most recently in Fortitude, which was a great series that suddenly went off the off the boil or went a bit mad. Um, and there's that fabulous face. I remember queuing, I remember getting a coffee at the espresso bar at the National and, and 
Michael Gambon was in front of me. And yet that voice as he was ordering things, and da, 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 I think Kiki was with me or something. And he was incredibly beneficent, just, oh, hello. And very polite. But um, he hated doing interviews. And he talked a lot in his last 10 years of struggling to remember his lines, how, how stressful, how stressful that was. But, um, and I think one of Michael Gambon's greatest voicing moments, if I'm right in remembering this, wasn't he the voice of the miserable old scrote of a guy in uh, Wes Anderson's The Fantastic Mr. Fox? Fucking brilliant. I mean, literally, his voice is sensational. Um, so an, an astonishing actor, brilliant actor, real loss, a real loss. Tra tragically um, struggled with pneumonia briefly and then, and then passed away. Um, no Faith Goodman in the room, but what we're going to do is we're still going to do the uh, Friday quiz. Get your pens and papers ready. Get yourself prepared. Let's do it. We're going to try and go into this weekend feeling tickety-boo, uh, what about you? And all that kind of stuff. So let's try and let's try and uh, do well, shall we? Should we try and go? Should we go into the weekend feeling like a winner? Um, I can't get over that that tree. It's just, oh, fucking hell. What, what, what is the world coming to? Okay. So let me just do this. Ready for the quiz, Sean Tucker. Fantastic. Let's do it. Just pulling you to the side. Pulling this to the side. I've got you here. I've got an image of Taylor Swift. First question. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, if you're if you're not au fait with us on a Friday, we'll do a quiz. Obviously, I'll see you tomorrow for the Coffee Moaning uh, Saturday papers, albeit that I don't, my whatever I've got doesn't get worse. I have literally taken, don't tell now, I've taken so many painkillers, it's ridiculous. Okay, question one. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Rio chap, I'm ready to get two points. <coughs> Richard Harris was the first Dumbledore. You're absolutely right. <coughs> Excuse me. Taylor Swift inspired another of her social media swoons when she was pictured cheering on NFL star Travis. Is it Kelsey? 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 At the weekend. But which university has just announced a world first international academic symposium on the pop star's impact? Which university has announced, basically, it's going to have a sort of um, seminars and a sort of conference about Taylor Swift's music. Is it A, Northumbria University, UK? Is it B, University of Melbourne, Australia? Or is it C, the University of Tennessee, USA? Which of those three, when they talk about Mickey Mouse courses, this could be one of those ones that I think uh, Rishi's maybe talking about. Um, an international academic symposium about Taylor Swift. Is it A, Northumbria University, B, University of Melbourne, or C, University of Tennessee? Catherine Cronin coming straight out of the traps there, saying Melbourne. <laughs> May Edmondson, I don't get the hype. I know, and she creates, she literally creates earthquakes, Taylor Swift. And that's not when she farts. Only, well, she once farted in the bath, and yes, everything in Atlanta shook. But apparently her, her music also causes huge, huge, huge earthquakes. Well, that's an interesting headline. Jennifer Aniston, 54, strips to her undies. There you go, in the sun. Um... It's B, University of Melbourne, Australia. Question two. I think, did we mention this? I don't know if we did. I might have thrown it away a bit. Scientists celebrated as samples from the most dangerous known rock in the solar system were returned to Earth. Makes it sound exciting, and it really wasn't. And I'm a big astrono astronomical, astronomical, astron you know what I mean, fan. And I found this really boring, this story. A NASA spacecraft dropped a capsule containing materials that it collected from the surface of asteroid Bennu before flying off to inspect another space rock. But by what name is the strange craft that came back to Earth known? Crafts next. Oh no! By what name is the craft's next target known? Right. Sorry. 
Not what the name of the craft is. What's the name of the craft's next target? Is it A, Apophis, B, Dimorphos, or C, Osiris? Osiris? Is it Osiris? Osiris? Um, scientists celebrated as samples from the most dangerous known rock in the solar system returned to Earth. A NASA spacecraft dropped a capsule containing materials it collected from the surface of asteroid Bennu before flying off to inspect another space rock. Oh, right, I see. So it dropped this, and it's going off to get some more. What's the name of the next target? Apophis, A. B, Dimorphos, Dimorphos, or C, Osiris, 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 Osiris. Flipping heck, if you could only just say the fucking answers, Jesus H Christ. I tell you what, I was not excited by this rock. They said they're going to take 70% of the rock and save it for future generations. That's because they know there's fuck all in there. It's because they're even they're bored. The answer is A, Apophis. Question three. The Philippines accused China of installing a floating barrier to stop fishing boats from entering a disputed area in the South China Sea. What is the area that's been closed off to Filipino fishermen called? Is it A, Mischief Reef, B, Scarborough Shoal, or C, Second Thomas Shoal? What's the name? <laughs> I mean, come on, you must know this. What's the name? of the disputed area in the South China Seas, which isn't allowing Filipino fishermen to go into. Is it A, Mischief Reef? That's what I went for. Is it B, Scarborough Shoal? Or is it C, Second Thomas Shoal? Lee, A, B, and C, you can't do that. Get, get, get out, get, get out. Go and stand in the corridor. Wait until, Miss, wait until Miss Smith gets here and she'll have a word with you. You've got no one to be more embarrassed about than yourself. You, you just, you've let yourself down. You've let us down. It's an embarrassment. Go and stand in the, go and stand in the corridor. It was B. Question four. Captain Susan Peterson called her players legends. Sport. As the pick of Europe's women golfers lifted the Solheim Cup, which of Europe's players was the only one to win all four of her matches in the contest against the US? Oh, for God's sake. A, Carlota Siganda, B, Caroline Hedwall, or C, Maya Stark. Uh, which of these European golfers was the only one to win all four of her matches? A, Carlota Siganda, B, Caroline Hedwall, or C, Maya, Maya, Marja Stark. Oh, God, I hate golf. Uh, apologies to anyone who's a huge golf fan, but my God, it's stressful. Oh, sorry. Ugh. It's A. A, Carlotto Siganda. Question five is about Lego. Come on, guys, who doesn't like Lego? Lego scrap plans to make its bricks from recycled bottles, it said, in a setback to its efforts to be more sustainable. <gasps> this is a bit like Rishi saying no to net zero. About how many different kinds of brick does the toy giant make? So, you know, you've got to think of those little corner ones, the little ones that create the kind of roof tiles, the ones that have the junctions, the little flat single ones that you lose. The single big ones that you step on and really hurt your heels. Think of all of those. So how, how many different kinds of brick does the toy giant Lego make? Is it A, 1,400? Is it B, 3,700? Or is it C, 4,400? Just to let you know, I'm getting a fever now. <laughs> fever! I'm getting fever. I'm getting seriously hot and feverish now. I think my painkillers are running out. I'm going to have to turn to gin. Um... 
Reese Roberts, 4,400C, you're absolutely right. Question six, so the answer was C, question six. The two-year-old German shepherd belonging to US President Joe Biden and his family bit yet another Secret Service agent, the service revealed. So we've got Joe Biden walking into flags and we've got his dog biting Secret Service agents. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. They had this in the thick of it, you wouldn't believe it. It was the 11th time the dog's bitten a guard at the White House. But what is the dog's name? A, Commander, B, Major, or C, Willow? Maybe he's just protective of Joe Biden. That's amazing. So not only does Joe Biden not know what he's doing, uh, and that's not through any fault of his own, but he's the president, and we're all having to look at him not knowing what he's doing, so it's a little bit worrying, if I'm honest. But his dog is savaging everyone in the White House. It's getting ridiculous. So A, Commander, B, Major, or C, Willow, the name of, of Biden's angry dog. It's A, Commander, Commander-in-Chief. Okay, question seven. I know none of you will have, have, have six by now. And if you do, what are you doing here? You should go to the University of Cambridge or something like that. Okay, question seven. Tributes were paid to David McCallum. We paid a tribute to the British star of 1960s spy drama, The Man from Uncle, uh, Sapphire and Steel, and NCIS. He died at the age of 90. The son of two professional musicians, he originally intended to follow in their footsteps. But what was David McCallum's instrument of choice? It's a good one for you, Christos. A, was it the cello? B, was it the oboe? I love that word, oboe. Or was it C, the violin? I could say oboe all day. Oboe. Oboe. Was it the oboe? Was it A, the cello, B, the oboe, or C, the violin? Uh, what was his instrument of choice? Lots of you saying, Holic is saying the violin. Um, Susan Sellings is saying the cello. Hey, Alzaran, how are you? If you're still in that neck of the woods, we could see you very soon. Art and all that. Uh, Margaret O'Brien says cello. Steph says cello. No, it's oboe. I gave you the clue, guys. It's oboe. Of course it is. You oboes. Oboe. Okay, guys. Well, there you go. Um, vlogs are landing. Movie reviews are landing. Trailer reactions are landing. There isn't a Curly Cooks. We'll put something else up instead at 10 o'clock, I promise you, tomorrow morning. Um, there will be the Coffee Moaning Papers. There will be the No Name Sunday Show for all you family guests and members. There will be a Members Live for all you family guests and members. And content will keep hitting you between the eyes like a smackaroonie. Uh, it's Lucy Chadbot got one. Anna Charolumbus got five. Go to the top of the class. Absolutely brilliant, Anna Charolumbus. You can leave early because you've done so well. Well done, you. Uh, three isn't bad for you, Grace and Martin. Well done. Oh, and Georgina. Georgina also got six out of seven. Uh, OB, OBOE, that was hard. It was, wasn't it, Natasha Diramos? Sending you big love, darling. Um, Natasha Milchin, four. Natasha Dermos, one. Reese, boop, boop, boop. Take care in these autumnal days. Absolutely. Guys, have a lovely day. I'm going to kill over. Um, and I'm